I'm suiting up. Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Nicolias and Major Death. Let's rock right into this week's poll question, Mage. Sure. We asked last week, which wing three card are you most excited to play with? We had 16 responses. Thank you to everybody who responded. And 56%, more than half, said Sky General Craig was the card they're most excited for. I've had some fun with that card. I don't know about you guys. I haven't, I haven't played it. I've seen it a couple of times. It's okay. I don't think I've seen it. Uh, I've been playing Scumbag Mech Paladin. Uh, <laughs> and the only thing I've been going up against is uh, Hunters, Rogues, and Druids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't see it a lot. Sometimes against the Hunters, I see them. But um, I haven't had a chance to play with them. I've actually been playing a little bit of uh, Highlander Mage in Wild, and that is a very nice card, especially with Bran getting two four twos with Rush. Oh, can, boy. can take out just about anything, and it gives you something to do in the mid game while you're uh, while you're or middle ish game while you're trying to get there. So uh, that's that's pretty interesting. Uh, Boom Pistol Bully and Rottenest Drake were both at eighteen point eight percent. I actually thought both of those would get a little bit more. Love than that. Uh, definitely seen both of those over the last week. Yeah, uh, definitely more I've than the bully, Craig. I think. I've seen the Drake. I haven't seen any bullies because I think people realized, hey, this does absolutely nothing against a big intruder and then took it out. Yeah, it's true. Turns out when you don't have any battle cries, it doesn't like it prevents what the Emerald Explorer and Ysera. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it once and it's like. And it's like, okay, I can't play my, uh, you know, I can't play the Emerald Explorer. That's okay. I have, you know, like a six mana, five, four Zilliax. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> that sounds better. But, but, it, but it's pretty nice against Rogue. I will tell yeah. you that much. That's true. Uh, you know, I, I, I played it a little bit in Highlander Hunter after after it came out uh, and was able to get I I don't think it particularly helped me get there because I don't remember actually playing it that much, but uh, was able to get to f- uh, rank five with it in the deck. So that was kind of interesting, though the Rottenest Drake was in there as well. And that I could specifically remember two or three instances where it's like, oh, that did a really nice job destroying this minion I wasn't quite sure how to deal with. <laughs> so that's pretty nice. And uh, last but not least, the other, the write-in option, got 6.3% of the votes. And in fact, one comment, Forrest Bates said, I'm not really excited about any of these cards. So, uh, fair that's, enough. Fair yeah, enough. that's fair. fair I was going to say, that's, so. uh, my, the crowd goes mild for this week. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the poll question. We've got another one at the end of this week's episode. And we hope you will respond so that we can talk about it next week. Awesome. So let's move into news for the week. Uh, Galcron's Awakening, Wings 4, Showdown in Dalaran. Uh, the final wing is now available. Eight new cards added to Standard, and we will discuss the cards as usual as in our main topic. Um, the Lunar Festival ends February 12th. Goodbye quests with gold and dust. God, those have been so... I've gotten so many 100 gold, 100 dust quests. It's ridiculous. 
Like I, I that's am the sitting... only reason I haven't been like starving of gold after having to buy all the wings. Mm-hmm. Like it's been a little bit of extra to keep me above, like keep me floating. Obviously, it doesn't make up for it, but you know it's nice. Oh, for sure. I mean, the hundred gold, makes... a lot more hundred gold quests this time around. So, yeah, uh. it makes a huge difference. Uh, I've made sure to like if you're playing on free to play, which is what I'm doing on the EU account. It's like I've tried to get and clear every quest because it's just it, it's such a boon to your to to the stockpile, both in the gold standpoint and the dust. So. Um, and then Dragon Master Bundle also leaves the store, which I did buy this past week. I got three legendaries, so not not too bad. So I pulled, you know, I got the, the free one, and then I pulled two out of my packs. So, and I got another, I like, 1,600 I... dust for it, too, so... I did as well. That seems that seems like a, a pretty solid performance as far as like two two uh, two legendaries plus the bonus one in twenty five packs feels pretty solid. Yeah, I was happy with it, and I got a lot of I got a lot of uh, um, epics. So that's always feels nice because those are the the ones that are just like I always get annoyed having to craft epics. <laughs> It's because it's like 800. God. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) So then we have 16.2.3 patch went live on February 6th that addressed some of the uh, minor bugs fixes. Uh, It addresses risky skipper now is a pirate. Air raid twin spell now has proper rarity. And art for heroes and hero powers will now now properly populate on mobile devices when optional data download is paused. I I know I posted that like after it uh, came came out. It was like mystery mystery versus mystery. <laughs> <laughs> it always looked so weird. There was like this is empty space where the hero portrait's supposed to be, and then like this white circle where the hero power was supposed to be, and it's like what's going on here? Yeah, exactly. It was weird, but I mean, you know, you never really lose track of it when you're in the game, but it's still kind of annoying. But thank you, Blizzard, yeah. for going back and fixing that. Yeah. Next up, we have community manager Chris Sierra confirms on Reddit the next game update 16.4 will contain the reduction of minion trigger speeds we talked about last week, as well as a new arena rotation. And we do not have a date for this release of the patch. So um, I'm really looking forward to this because Lifesteal has annoyed the heck out of me for quite a while now. The like just it throws me off. I, I'm able to do everything, but I'm just like, I really wish it didn't take that like extra like second to go through. Yeah, Lifesteal and Poisonous, where it's yeah. triggering on, like, 10 minions, and it's like, okay, animations, you can hurry up now, I don't need this, hurry up, please, hurry up, I have other things to do, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, and then the rope burns and you don't finish your turn. Exactly. We, I, I mean, I think the, the... Not that that's ever happened to me, though. No, of course not. <laughs> The uh, the consensus from like the guys at the Light Forge who do an arena podcast is this probably is going to come out in the next uh, week or two because they were expecting very shortly after the final wing went live that we would see an arena rotation and if this update is going to have that 
as part of it, then this is that that's probably kind of the time frame that we're looking for with regards to this. And so. then next up, our final note, we have out of the car, out of cards, ask you to pick your favorite standard expansion, wild adventure and wild expansion. Um, I'll go ahead and post that tweet. Um, so you have the options of what's currently in the meta old adventures and then the rest of the wild expansion so nick why don't you why don't you give us your favorites so my favorite uh expansion currently in standard is the witchwood uh and i am including baku and gen in there uh even though they've been rotated out early because i really enjoyed the even in the odd decks i enjoyed shutterwalk i enjoyed uh, I think Serenite Chain Gang came in in there. No, that was uh, Frozen Throne, never mind. Yep. But I like the whole Shutterwall combo. Um, I like the... The Echo hasn't been super popular, but um, Phantom Militia and Taunt Warrior and Warpath have always been fun. And the introduction of the Rush mechanic as well, which has become like super impactful uh, throughout every other expansion that we've had. Um, so yeah, Witchwood's my favorite current expansion my least bad adventure (laughs) (laughs) i hate i think i've said this before i hate all of the adventures uh yeah i don't know what else to say they're all bad uh but league of explorers was the least bad i guess Mm -hmm. um it brought in some fun cards but then it also brought in reno and uh tunnel trog so you, mi- you win some, you lose some. <laughs> and Sir Finley. Uh, and then my very favorite past expansion is actually uh, Kobos and Catacombs. Nice. Everything was super powerful and it was super fun. And almost all of the spellstones, screw you, Diamond, uh, were awesome to play with. And I know Recruit was super broken, but it was kind of fun, uh, especially playing like... Um, Call to Arms and Katharina Winter Wisp or whatever the Hunter card was. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting. Like, it got really annoying later on, but like at the very start of it, playing against like Skull of the Minari and having it pull Void Lords and Doom Guards and Cube Lock. Like, I know that's fuck up. It's kind of unpopular, but like, it was a really fun and interesting time. Uh, and so I kind of missed that. I, I, I and everything believe, was super powerful. <laughs> I can't believe you forgot my boy, Master Oakheart, for recruit. Oh my god, <laughs> Master Oakheart, taunt druid. Taunt exactly. Druid. Oh my god. Exactly. That's that's where we're going with this taunt druid. <laughs> you remember when naturalized like was a thing? <laughs> <laughs> you know how sap is still a thing? Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> Okay, Mage, what are your three selections? Uh, so I picked Saviors of Old Doom as my first one because it just felt like the first two months of that expansion after after like that first nerf that they did, uh, it was really great before before the mid the that would be the Rise of the Mechs expansion. Uh, Doom in uh, the Tomb. Oh, Doom of the Tomb. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that that before that change, bringing back uh, the wild cards, I just really liked it. I, I've actually enjoyed the Highlander 
League of Explorer cards more than I was expecting I would. I was actually really nervous about that going in because it just felt like those cards were... The first time around when Highlander was a thing with the original Reno Jackson, I was very new to the game and could not did not really get how to play those sorts of decks. And so um, it's a different way to play, I think. And uh, I, I've been having some fun with it. I'm, I, I think I'm excited to continue to, to, to play those cards. I don't have a ton of other stuff off the top of my head now that I can I can pull to specifically as to why I liked it like like you did but it was just I just I don't know I just really ended up liking it you you made a great case for Witchwood there's probably a great case to be made for a you know Boomsday and a few others because of the powerful cards and stuff but that was the one that stuck out to me first I picked Karazhan as my wild adventure. I all I can say specifically about that is that I liked Karazhan because I was a World of Warcraft player, and this was the only one that has released since I became a Hearthstone player. I, I loved the introduction uh, trailer for it and the song. I could still recite at least half of that song to you. Mm -hmm. I, I've gone back and watched that, that trailer probably a dozen times, even since the uh launch of it and then the uh to me the wild expansion is angoro i i it just i think arguably it's one of the best metas that we've had uh you know if you if you don't count the beginning of it with uh quest rogue it was definitely a a, a blight on on that particular expansion but I liked the introduction of a quest card. Uh, I liked the adapt mechanic that was in there. I liked that there were powerful cards kind of littered all over, both class cards and neutral cards. And it just felt like you could play just about every class during that meta. And to me, that 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 that's what I want, uh, is to be able to not have like, oh, you have to play these couple classes and or you just don't really get to play. Except mm -hmm. for Warlock. <laughs> the first time in Hearthstone's history that Warlock was a bad class that's, was in that, Mandora. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Warlock was not very not very good during that time. And who could forget Flappy Bird? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the most hated three drop of all time. Hated? I loved innovating that thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was a problem. I don't know if you know that, but that was a problem. <laughs> Being able oh. to innervate Flappy Bird out on turn one. Maybe for you. I was winning with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was a very inverse uh, uh, enjoyment scale. If you were the person uh, innervating it out, you were having a real good time. You might well, have see, a the thing is, right, like, it wasn't too bad on my opponent because they were only in the game for one turn. I innervated out and they concede. Yeah. Quick that... games. Quick games. I know, right? Yeah. And then what is there, that? There's Mark definitely, there, I was gonna say, there's definitely a lot of good options in that in that final category for wild expansions. And oh know, yeah, Darren, you've got a different one there. Yes, I do. I actually changed my number one right before we started, and I my favorite current standard. I changed it to Rastakun's Rumble. And I, I will, I will give you a legitimate reason as to why. Because Hakar, Hakar is one of my favorite 
cards in the game still. It's a very, very interesting win condition to me. Um, I love the fact that you put someone on the clock. You put both players on a clock. And you're generally probably not drawing as much as they are if you're playing um, Hakar. Also, I really enjoyed Togwaggle, Druid. So that was something that, like, that was another win condition that was fun for me. So I I just liked Hakar. I thought he was a really good card. I liked the Loas. I liked the flavors of the Loas. What? Wouldn't you want the Boomsday then? Because, like, Wild Growth and Nourish were nerfed, like, two weeks into the expansion. And they kind of just died. I mean, yeah, but, I mean... As Hakar still and Shadow Walk was nerfed in that, or Serenite Chain Gain was nerfed in that same thing, and that also died. <laughs> I know, I know. I I enjoy a lot of different things, but like number two, I loved the um, the meta at that point in time too because of Undertaker Druid. Like I liked that a lot. The OTK Uther Paladin with Shervala. Like, I liked a lot of those things. Time out. Like, all very, very interesting things to me. So, I liked Rustica's Rumble. And I think Rustica Rumble has the best trailer, the best song that they've put out to date. That song is so I, I liked, good. I liked the trolls. I, I loved an expansion based around trolls. That, oh, that I will definitely give you. I can sing the. I'm not going to because my voice is horrible. But I could sing the entire Rosica and Rumble's uh, song. So like, I've watched that song plenty, and it's. Okay. To be totally honest, I don't remember any of the songs of any of the expansions except I think either Rise of Shadows or Saviors of Old Doom. Uh, the song sounded like I Need a Hero. Oh yeah, that's, that's like Saviors of Old Doom. Doom. Okay, it's yeah, really that's the too. only thing I remember about any of the songs. It's yeah. it's a really good one. So my favorite wild expansion or uh, wild um, adventure was my first one, which was Naxxramas. It was also the first thing I ever rated as a World of Warcraft player. Um, and I just, I love skeletons, zombies, like abominations. Like I am very much into like horror as like a genre. So like, this is something that like reaches out to me and like, I love that aesthetic and those cards. So that's all something that is very cool to me. And I had a good time with it. It was one of the first things I remember playing in Hearthstone and, you know, getting your sludge belchers and whatnot and the, uh, death bite. <laughs> so, um, I remember I, I do an, I did like Nax as well. Uh, the only thing I didn't like was Undertaker. Yes, yes. I, I'm going to... Undertaker was broken, but um, also... I way, re- way too long to nerf. Yes, it did. I really enjoyed uh, KT. He's one of my favorite cards. Um, not very good, but it's just one of those... If KT survives, then you're like, I win. <laughs> I love his voice line. Oh, oh my yeah. God. It's yeah, it's just was like soldiers, minions of the dark, uh, obey the call of Kalthuzad. Yeah, oh my god, that's very so good. And then my final one, as you just listened to what I said, my final, my favorite one was Knights of the Frozen Throne because it's all about death knights, 
Um, I was a Death Knight player. I did a lot of raiding as a Death Knight in Wrath of the Lich King. Um, so that was something that was very cool to me. Arthas has always been one of my favorite characters. I finally got a Lich King card. So that was just like, that was like the coolest thing to be able to play a Lich King card. So that was like the thing I'd been asking for since I got into Hearthstone. So that and is he was good too. Oh, he, he was, was a great. Good guard. That's yeah. awesome. I'm re- I'm really hoping they release an Illidan card for that same reason. Oh, 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 oh. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I got. We'll, we'll talk after this. I got to break some bad news to you. <laughs> Wait, he's 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 in the game. Um, Why have I not known about this? He's he's strong, right? Like he's one of the most iconic characters in the story. Like he's he's good, right? Um, he was not. He was not prepared to be good. No, he was not. <laughs> I actually have a golden copy of him. <laughs> that's. Yeah. I've never been able to play him, but I have it. <laughs> oh, that's me and my golden Nazdormu. Just <laughs> that. It's a, that's uh that's a rough road to tote. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's that's our. Those are our favorites. So let's uh, go ahead and move on to the cards for Wing 4. And these are the final eight cards of Galcron's Awakening. So first off, we are going to start with a neutral dragon, a four-cost 3-3. Frenzied Felwing. Demon. Demon, sorry. I misread that. Yes, it's a it's a three three demon. Costs one less for each damage you dealt to your opponent this turn. Um, if you're playing Zoo, this might work. I don't know what else to say about it. It seems it seems like a if you can get something down and do some damage on turn two, it seems pretty all right. I mean, it's like a very it reminds me of like Happy Ghoul. We talked about this before the show, like a Happy Ghoul kind of like piling on effect. Yeah, it's like any board-based aggressive deck will want this. Um, so not uh, face hunter, but like you might, in, you maybe you include this in Mech Paladin. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but like any aggressive deck that is playing like minions on turn one and turn two, because uh, if like Zoo, um, you know, you put down either a flame amp or. Uh, the 2-1 demon or something and you hit face the next turn and you get to play this guy and it's a very early 3-3 if you're able ever able to get it to cause 0-1 like it's just fantastic for sure yeah we saw how snowboardy uh happy ghoul is this isn't going to be quite like you're not you're probably not going to have like the big turns you would have with the happy ghoul because you could get it to zero immediately just by healing something like your face. But it, if you can get this out in addition, like in the first three turns, especially in addition to something, you you kind of can take a commanding board present, uh, com- commanding board lead that that your opponent's going to have a very hard time coming back from. And, and yeah, Zulok to me feels like the, a great spot to put this, uh, but maybe maybe a token, uh, some other token decks that come along uh, that, you know, have a two or three attack minion in like turn one or turn two. It seems like that would be the ideal place to play it. 
Yeah, because you have the we got the battle mage too, the uh, the two two for one. So I mean, there's always that as a neutral minion too. So right, yeah. Next up, we have a one cost warrior spell called Boom Squad. Discover a wacky mech or dragon. I like the flavor on it. Um, I think it could see some play maybe eventually, but it's probably not very good. I mean, you get one of each. Yeah, that's the thing that's I think is really uh, limiting. Um, you're going to get offered like a random dragon, a random mech, and a random lackey. And the lackey pool is the most consistent, but it's also something that you don't generally pay a mana for. Like, you know, the, the priest card, uh, zero mana, add a random lackey to your hand, right? That's basically what this is if you choose the lackey except you're paying a mana for it so it's you know infinitely worse (laughs) um a random mech like isn't super great especially like you're not people aren't really playing um omega assembly right now Mm -hmm. and you know if you're looking for a mech why wouldn't you just play that because Mm -hmm. you can get the choice between three mechs or you can wait till turn 10 and get all three. Um, and then a random dragon is generally going to be quite expensive and not something that you were wanting to be picking on like turn one when you want to be playing this. So I don't know. This, this seems it's trying to pull you in three different directions and three of them. And they're all like opposing like, there's no two that's like, hey, you kind of want to be doing this. It's like late game, early game, mid game, and doing it pretty mediocrely because it's random. Like, yeah. Counterpoint the dragon's always Deathwing. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, you're if that's looking, the case, you're, you're looking for Deathwing and then you get Fairy Dragon, which is probably. Yeah. <laughs> what would be that that's the thing that sucks is because there's only one of each you're at the mercy of of whatever it offers you and and like the the nice thing about the discover was especially when you were discovering from three options is presumably one of them was going to be something that you wanted but you needed like all three to ensure that like with omega assembly you needed three mechs to make sure that you got one that you actually wanted here you've got a just one shot at, at that at that mech if the mech is what you wanted and, and and so you know i feel like most of the time i think i agree with you nicolaius that you're gonna you're probably gonna end up taking the lackey if you're playing this card and, it, and it's just like there's probably other ways i can get lackeys that i would prefer to do it like let I'd rather run the weapon, you know, the live wire lance mm-hmm. and get my get my lackeys for free just because I'm using the weapon or Evil know, Armor it's... Smith is pretty good still. Yeah. Yeah. And like if you're yeah, doing so... the dragon thing, like there are other ways to do it with like Dragon Breeder. Yep. You know? That's a two mana two three. That's better than a one mana spell. You know. Or Dragon Roar is still a thing. Add yeah. two random dragons to your hand. And Warmaster Voon. <laughs> yeah. There's like... a... There's a lot of different options to go down the dragon path, and this isn't one of them. Yeah. Okay, so the next card kind of confuses me because I think it could... If there was a deck for it, it's a three-cost demon. 
uh, Warlock. It is a 4-3 Battlecry. Uh, it's a Chaos Gazer. Battlecry, corrupt a playable card in your opponent's hand. They have one turn to play it. Um, I mean, I feel like it has, like, if there was, like, some sort of, like, controly Warlock, then th this might be interesting to try and, like, um, essentially, uh, what was the, um, it's, it's kind of, it could be kind of like a, uh, was the two, six, the rat, dirty rat, dirty rat. Or, or the, uh, the five, six that, uh, plays, pulls a spell from your opponent's hand. Unseen uh, saboteur. Unseen saboteur. Yeah, saboteur. yeah. Something like that. That like kind of tries to pull something out of their hand. Now they don't have to play it, but. They either play it or lose it. So the card has to be playable. So, but are you going to, you know, just make them make the play that they were going to play anyways? The the idea, I see it as you have a chance to make them do something they don't want to do on a turn later in the game. So, but I, I don't think it's that good. I just, I'm like, it feels like that's what it's meant for, but I could be wrong. Yeah, it's like an anti-combo card, but combo isn't super popular right now, and there have been better anti-combo mechanics in the past. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Like, if a combo deck start suddenly starts being played a lot, and you know you want to play your control warlock, then I guess you can put it in. But even then, especially late game, like it's good chance it's not going to hit a combo card unless it's like a six card combo you know like Malagos Druid right mm -hmm. um, I don't like it just seems I don't I don't think it really sees play um, I don't think there's a spot for it like I don't think there's no. a Warlock deck that wants to do that yeah it's, it's this is like a definitely wait and see but even then like if you're doing this in a control warlock, having a, a basically vanilla three mana fourth ray, like your opponent plays a card, like that's not great. Like there should be better things that you can do. And if you're doing this again in like zoo or something, like again, there are better things that you want to be doing, like invoking Galakrond or something, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know where really where this fits. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's interesting in that it's a playable card, not just a minion, not just a spell like the like the two uh, examples we've given prior to this. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that it's a four a three mana four three means it's also actually relatively inexpensive, and there isn't combo decks right now, but there's always people that want to tech against things and whether or not that I, I don't necessarily think that's the thing you necessarily want to be doing a lot of times but like this gives you the option to do that and it's a demon so it does actually kind of synergize with with some of the things that uh that that you can do as a warlock and so it's i don't i don't know i i don't think it's great i just feel like it's going to see play at some point in the next year and uh you know i i i, I feel like because i feel like combo decks are going to come back uh, whether it be after the rotation or something like this especially 
with the the Galakron decks being slower, a little bit slower. And so it's just like, I, I feel like this is going to see, this potentially could see some play and uh, in, in a way to try and cor- disrupt what, what somebody's trying to do. I mean, Nomparatu saw play, so. Yeah. Rich and Hacker. I, you know, like, for better or worse, it's saw play. So mm-hmm. I think that people are really weird when it comes to wanting to disrupt their opponent. So. I mean, I feel like if you want to. It's that got him moment. It's that got him moment. Got him. If you want to play, if you want to play a four three that will disrupt your uh, your opponent right now, there I've got a flat another flappy bird that might interest you, <laughs> uh, Mister Bad Luck Albatross. So, yeah. Next up, we have a legendary neutral minion, Grand Lackey Urk. Is that how you, I don't know how you pronounce that, Grand Lackey Urka. So that's what I'm gonna go with. It is a four-cost, two-three minion uh, with the text. After you play a lackey, add a lackey to your hand. Um, it costs too much and is too slow. And, and is, is it two-three? <laughs> exactly. Even if this was like, yeah, this, this is just—it's a weak minion and a okay effect, but yeah. It's, it's super weak. Like the, well, no. the problem. The problem, in addition to it being over costed uh, for the stats that you get immediately when you play it, is you also have to have a lackey in your hand to start the lackey generation that it needs to that you need to actually get that to make up that value, right? And so, how like it feels like you need to like you. Would you play this before six mana with two lackeys in hand? Would you want to, I mean? And, and the answer probably is no. And, and so then at that point, it's like, that ends up being a three-card combo just to be able to generate two free lackeys. Yeah, I think <laughs> That's that... That's not great. I think that you can't play it without, like, being able to do at least two lackeys. Yeah. So that's six mana. And for six mana, you're getting a two three and two one one lackeys, mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like there are more powerful things you can be doing with six mana. <laughs> yes, exactly. shocker, I know, but well, especially since Rogue has a card that you know is a two card combo, and you get two lackeys for th- essentially three mana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it turns out Evil Miscreant puts this to shame. Unless you were tr- wanting to go full lackey and go, like, turn 10 and then just ride the lackey train all the way. Yeah, I, there are so many better things you can be doing. Oh, I know, mana, I know. I just, I just thinking yeah. about it being hilarious. So there's, like, it only feels like there's two classes that you would really want, even want to try this in. And and Rogue obviously being the first because they have a Galakron that get, generates lackeys just mm-hmm. by invoking. Uh, but Rogue is stuffed with really good cards right now. That that like trying to find a spot for this in a Rogue deck right now seems really, really, really difficult. And and the other and the other class that I would say that you'd can 
you maybe want to consider it if you're going to try and generate do a deck like this would be warlock and there's two reasons for that one is evil genius mm -hmm. because you can generate two lackeys for for by destroying a minion and you have the other legendary that makes sure all your lackeys become four fours uh hi so, pharaoh to khan yeah to khan yeah, yeah. so it, it again though like you're pro if you're generating lackeys in warlock you're probably more of a zeus style deck and i don't know if this is fast enough for that deck like i, I don't know if you get enough value from it to make it to make it worth it but though those would be the two places and i and i just right now at least i don't know if i necessarily see it but maybe see, after rotation but but even then that feels like that might be tough so you're not thinking that you draw it, draw it with a uh, high spare and togwaggle or galakronded rogue and get it for free <laughs> and go and go crazy with it, right? I feel exactly. like there are better cards you could get for zero mana. Are you telling me you'd want eviscerate over this card for free? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you are. I know. I'm just... <laughs> the, the the other problem is Ro rogue already has a problem with hand space right now, specifically the galakron decks, and so. Mm -hmm. You're a lot of times just trying to dump cards just so that you can play the Togwaggle or you can play the Calicron and get the cards, the free draw, the zero mana cards. So it's just like, yeah, I don't want to fill my hand up with more lackeys because yeah, I've already that got Dragon Lackey them. is horrendous in Rogue because it's, it replaces itself. It doesn't get rid of a card. It fills it with a bigger card, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. that's more difficult to play. Usually, it's just like take the cheapest dragon and, and yeah, honestly, <laughs> it's like you never see more fairy dragons than. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so next up we have a two mana paladin mech. Uh, it is two two. It is the shot bot, and it is reborn. Um, this seems really good. Like it just drops into mech paladin right now. It's aggressive, and it's a reborn mech. I don't know what else there's to, to say about it. It's essentially shielded minibot 2.0. Yeah, it's reverse shielded minibot. Um, yep. Which is worse, but it's fine. Like, I think I think having the divine shield rather than the reborn would have been uh, better. Um, but that doesn't mean that this is bad it just shielded minibot was a ridiculously yes. good card yeah uh, especially at the time <laughs> if, if we said this card is worse than shielded minibot we're including a lot of cards <laughs> yes. Uh, yes um but I, it does the same job so i think that it does just fit into mech paladin right now yeah and it gets hard to get rid of and you can magnetize it on turn three so yeah, it's, it seems solid. Any input on this, Mage? Or I, I, I mean, like that. That definitely, like the there's the the mummy, the two mana one two that with reborn the, micro mummy. So this, yeah, micro mummy. So this is actually another really good card for if you're trying to play quest paladin, the making mummies quest. Oh, 
it, yeah, that's not a deck that I actually want to see any more of right now, but this is actually a really nice card for that too, especially if you're doing a little bit more mech-centric deck with that because you, uh, uh, you know, because of the, the, the magnetize and that that you could do with that. Uh, but yes, it, it's, it's really good. And it's going to see play at least the rest of this expansion, probably going to be a staple in Paladin for the next year, uh, just as a solid two drop that you play. I could see that. So next up, we have a four mana neutral beast, the escaped man, mana saber. It is a three, five with stealth. Whenever this whenever this attacks, gain one mana crystal this turn only. So, I wasn't sure on this at first. It seemed like a good effect. And then we were talking about before the show. Um, turns out it fits really well in um, re, or, uh, Highlander uh, Mage. Because you can kind of keep this and you can use it to curve into your power turns early. Um... And it's a stealth minion, so that seems really, really good. And it's got yeah, good think, stats, too. It's a 3-5. Yeah, I think that any deck that is... I don't want to say weak in the mid-game, but doesn't have a lot of stuff to do, especially around turn 5. Um, you know, you're basically skipping turn 5 if you play this on 4. Um which we mentioned Highlander Mage doesn't have a lot to do on turn 5, but on turn 6 they have Dragon Caster, they have Reno, they have Blizzard. So it really fits into that space. Um, I think that like even if you put this... Um, the, the Beast Tay kind of messes up with Injured, but like if mm -hmm. Injured shifts away from like the Witching Hour stuff, then, you know suddenly the Inbigin doesn't really have a downside because you're gaining that extra mana crystal. Um, any mid-range deck, I think, that you know has powerful high-end could want this. I don't know exactly where it goes except for Highlander Mage right now, but I think that it is an interesting card to look out for. Yeah. Mana ramp is always really good, and even though it's temporary, the the fact that it has stealth, and so you're going to get, presumably you're going to get, unless they have some sort of AOE removal, mm -hmm. that actually is going to be pretty sizable. This thing is going to get to it. You can attack first, and then you get one additional mana, that full mana crystal that you can use that next turn, and you know. That that just seems really really solid. It's like to set up set up you know a turn based on your hand and that sort of thing. It just feels like it's going to be. I, I think this is going to end up seeing more be seen more than than we expect. Just because I think like it's one of those things that if you're just looking for a card to put in and you're not really sure where where to start i think you put something like this in because of the the mana uh acceleration that you can do as a result of this i mean not every deck mind you but just like i'm trying to fill out like i think this thing is going to see a lot of play once the rotation happens just because we're going to be down to four sets and mm -hmm. suddenly there's going to be 
more openings for for a card to to just find a home and so the you know the fact that this gives you mana ramp built into the card i think that's going to be entice people to play it i would agree as long as i think that this sees play as long as we're not in an aggro meta i think if we're in an aggro meta it's beyond useless um because you can't even bait them into attacking it because it has stealth so they have no other place to go but face yeah um, but like it, it, if we're in a non-aggro meta then yeah i can definitely see that it seems very interesting so i'm looking forward to this card next up we have a uh, druid beast a two cost two three steel beetle Battlecry, if you're holding a spell that costs five or more, gain five armor. Um, this seems really interesting. It kind of reminds me of the uh the beetle from uh Cobalt and Catacombs. Um Plated Beetle, I think. Plated yep, yeah, it was Plated Beetle. Um Druid has a lot of good spells that cost over five mana. And Getting five armors with a five armor plus a two three body seems pretty solid. Um, I don't particularly think it has a an easy fit right now. Like you might be able to fit it into like a quest druid because it gives you something to do early on that's proactive to the board and gains armor. And I think that was kind of one of the issues with one of my issues with howling. Um, the, the ferocious how ferocious how there we go um so it seems it seems like a good card i feel like it definitely would probably get a harder look after rotation so yeah i mean you would have to be playing this on turn three and so if we say it's a three mana two three gain five armor that's not bad mm-hmm. for a you know obviously it's not great but like and in terms of quest who basically the only early minion they have is the crystal merchant, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and that only has one attack, so it's not really able to fight for the board at all. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, it, it and it's a high priority target, so they're going to use like a spell or something on it most of the time. Um, whereas this is kind of a lower priority because it's it does its thing with the battle cry, and then you still have a two three around to try and contest the board so you're not losing too much health plus it gives you that armor that you probably need so yeah that was my thought on that so yeah druid Druid has had some some pretty good uh five cost or greater spells throughout the history they have some current ones right now that are pretty popular and that like force of nature and nourish and some of those I think you could actually. I think you could potentially see this in a token, uh, like a Treant Druid deck as well. Yeah. Because, because of the number of spells that they have, uh, you know, there's with the quest deck. There, there's the uh, the AOE that they have that's five mana as well. I'm drawing a blank as to what that's called. The Starfall. Starfall. Yes. Starfall, yes. So I, I definitely could see this being a card that, that stays with the, the Druid quest, but I, I do think that there's uh, some other spots 
both uh, the where where it could see play in Druid. Like I, I think a token deck this makes sense because it's just a solid card, and I think there's gonna end up being at least nourish and probably other spells that you're gonna run that are gonna be Aer- aeroponics. Aeroponics is a five cost spell. So yeah. there you go. Um, I do disagree with the token uh, Druid though. Um, I don't know what your experience, but my experience whenever I'm playing a token Druid deck is that if I'm ever worried about my own life total, I'm losing. Yes, that's... And I don't I was think that this true. fixes anything about that. And when it's not... When when you're basically removing the battle cry, it's a river croc. Yes. And I think there are better cards to put into it. Like, I, I understand your point, but I think that, well, yeah, if, you, if you're paying attention to your life total as token Druid, you've lost. Yes. I, I guess more to, more to my... Well... Okay, I I um I I don't disagree with that statement, but like, if you're trying to build token druid after after rotation, I I'm not quite sure what cards you're putting in there, and like, well, the whole tree and stuff and the twin spell stuff is still in standard, right? Because that was uh, saviors or League of Evil. League of Evil, yeah, yeah, I okay. I. I'm not 100% sure what they what token druid loses at rotation. So um I know like yeah, Forest Aid Forest Aid is League of Eagle, uh Blessing of the Ancients is League of Eagle. So Yeah, all the twin spell stuff is still in standard. Shrubadier is still in standard. I think they lose Dendrologist. Um uh, which was Boomsday Project. Mulch Muncher too. Yeah. So I don't think that, you know, but I don't think they're running a bunch of, um, like, I think they have standard cards that can fill those gaps. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see, obviously. I Yeah, I think it's an interesting card. So, yeah. I mean, to, and ultimately, to be fair, it's not, like, it's a 2-3 two, for 2 that does something else, so. Yes. And then, finally, we have... The card that tricked me, the amazing Reno. <laughs> Ten mana, he- mage hero, battle cry, make all minions disappear. Poof. Um, which w- has been explained that they are just ex- they're removed from the game. They are not killed. They don't go into any resurrection pools. They are just gone as as, as if they were never played. Yeah, essentially. do not resurrect. Do not uh, trigger death rattles. Do not do anything you know it's like plague of death but doesn't go to a resurrect pool yeah so and then at the start of every turn the hero power casts a random spell yeah on a passive hero power cast one random spell with random targets and all that jazz yep um better than raid the sky temple yes (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. I'm not saying that's great. I'm just saying. I'm stating that it's not a like strictly a unusable thing. There's a little bit, little bit of upside potentially. Yeah, uh, it is interesting. Um, having one random card or one random spell generally doesn't swing the board that much. Um, it's just like those rare cards, like the Twisting Nether, the Flame Strike, um, Blizzard. Yeah, there's a couple, but not. There's a lot more cards that don't mm-hmm. uh, do a lot. Like you might just get a animal companion, which is 
nice, but doesn't probably doesn't change too much on turn 10, 11, 12, whatever. Um, so you're mostly playing it for the battle cry, uh, which is something that Mage has sorely lacked uh, in the history of Hearthstone. But the, their best card AoE, basically, like, sorry, their only way to clear a big, big board is Freeze It and Doomsayer. Yeah. That's it. And if they have a sap or a silence or something to deal with that doomsayer, then you're screwed. And if that minion has a death rattle, you're also screwed. <laughs> so this is like the biggest week that Mage has had in its history, basically. Or Slow Mage has had in its history. And this is a answer to that. Yeah, and... Although Ping is a phenomenal hero power, I feel like it's worth the trade-off to get that board clear because it's. I assume it's going to be a significant board cleared when you play it. If you're Especially playing, on turn 10, right? Yeah, like, exactly. The ping is less valuable at that point. Exactly. It's served its purpose in the early games. I mean, it's still nice to have, but... Yeah. I mean, but there's still times you're going to... You're going to... Your hero power is going to cast Fireball at your face and kill you. <laughs> Sure, I mean... Yeah, but I, I think I think this card is good in C's play, especially in, like, a Highlander deck, for sure. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. This is this is a, a awesome, uh, dare I say, board clear attached mm -hmm. to uh, attached to 10 mana, which obviously it needs to be in order to in order to warrant play. Uh and the trade-off for that is you have no idea what your hero power is going to do at the start of every turn. And uh, odds are it's not going to completely screw you over, but there's definitely there's definitely rare instances where it probably will. But the, the, the fact that you're still in the game uh, is probably worth it because, yeah, more, more than likely you're playing this in the kind of oh crap moment that that you would have casted, you know, thrown down Yog Saron or or yeah. or did the puzzle box or yeah. something like that. Like put it this way, if you're at five health and your opponent has a huge ass board and you play this and it clears it, and the start of your next turn it pyroblasts your own face, well you weren't gonna win if you didn't play it anyway. So <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. It gave you a chance and then it took it away. What can you do? <laughs> Yeah, so. and and it's like you said, it's more reliable. It, you know exactly what it's going to do. Unlike Yog Saron's puzzle box, where you're like, "Please clear my opponents." Why did you just buff my entire opponent's board? <laughs> like, damn it, that's not what I played you for. This actually gets rid of everything. So, so here's here's a, a, a an unrelated question that like so. Do the minions count? They don't count as dead. So they, like, if you did this on a board full of tree ants, that would not discount Mulch Muncher. Is that correct? correct? Okay. I think so. So. Yeah. If, if Although at 10 by... man, I've turned 10, there's probably enough that is diet that it's cheap enough. <laughs> I so. know. I know. I know. That was just a hypothetical. I just hit yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like. Yeah, it doesn't count as having died. They just yeah, they poofed. they disappear. They, I don't think they die. <laughs> they, so. they just poofed. That, that, that's that's just it. They, they poofed. You pick them off the table and then you threw them into the wind. <laughs> yes, 
Yes. So I I want to make another comment, but uh, Mage has not played the uh, the the adventure yet, so I will not drop any spoilers. So I I actually do want to see what the uh, what the emotes are for. This oh yeah, because uh, I. I, I'm hoping they're as ridiculous as Reno has been in all these videos leading up to uh, leading up to this because yeah, it's. I just... feel I feel like it's gonna inspire all new levels of salt. <laughs> Prob- probably, probably. So, okay. Um. So that's the last of the cards on Galakron's Awakening. So let's move on to this week's poll question. Okay, this week's poll question. We now have all 35 cards from Galakron's Awakening. So we would like to know what class has benefited the most from the Galakron's Awakening expansion. Is it Druid? Is it Hunter? Is it Rogue? Or is it one of the other classes? So there is an other option. Please write in what class you think has benefited the most. And we will talk about the results of this question on next week's show. All right. You can find the show on Twitter at Dr. Three HS. You can check out our top pin tweet and join our discord. Come hang out with us and talk Carstone. You can email the show at Dr. Three HS at Gmail, and you can find us on the podcast or podcatcher of your choice. And if you'd like to, please leave us a review. I am checking those occasionally and we will bring them back to the show and read them when we do. Um, and you can find me personally at daring outline, Nick. You can find me on Twitter at Nicholas one, two, three. And Mage. I'm on Twitter at MageAdeath. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash MageAdeath. Thanks, guys, for tuning in this week. And as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three. Oof.